Welcome to Cap Chat, the show that connects you to the faces, voices, and stories of Cap Fam. We help you tap into Cap Fam, the network of thousands working together to help each other succeed. I'm your host, John Honaker. I am also your host. There's two of us, Mary Claire Kunkel. And we are here with Kirsten Moore, who is a business faculty member and associate provost. That's right. I got it. Yes, you did. <laughs> and we're also here with Seth Martin, uh, who has just traveled for, to Spain. Yes. And you're a senior. I am. Uh, and I'm going to stop guessing at what you guys are <laughs> and ask you guys to introduce yourselves. Oh, great. Uh, so I am Seth Martin. <laughs> I am a senior. So 87 days until graduation. But Ooh. who's counting? Um, during my time at Capitol, well, on graduation day, I will have earned two Bachelor of Arts degrees the first in Spanish and the other in communication studies. And I also took some political science classes while here that were fun. That's awesome. And I'm Kirsten Moore. I am on the faculty in the business program. I teach the courses in uh, managing people. So what we call organizational behavior, human resource management, leadership. And I also serve as an associate provost. I work um, in our vice president for student learning and development's office. And I have been here a long time. So I have a lot of experience working with students in a variety of ways in and out of the classroom. That's awesome. I uh, Before we get into the meat and potatoes of this uh, episode, what exactly is a, a provost? So the provost is I should the, know this, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> A lot of people, I think, don't. So the provost is the chief academic officer for the university. Okay. And at Capitol, uh, we combine that role in our student learning, student learning and development area. And what that means is that he's responsible for all of the learning that happens inside the classroom and outside of the classroom. So uh, academic affairs, all of the residence life, uh, student and community engagement, the library, athletics. So it's a very big job. And so we have a number of associate provosts that help divide up that responsibility. The more you know. Now I know. So this episode we are calling uh, We Learn Without Boundaries. Uh, these episodes are geared towards learning doesn't just take place in the classroom. We believe learning is too powerful to be confined to our 109 classrooms if you guys didn't know, in 55 <laughs> acres of our campuses. Uh, learning happens everywhere. So we're going to be diving into internships, mm -hmm. uh, things you should know, things you should try to look for in an internship, and then, of course, studying abroad, which is really exciting. You want to be that travel blogger? Seth is going to give you all... No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I certainly will. Oh, Do you okay. have a travel right. blog? Did you blog while Just you were Facebook. abroad? Hey, that's still okay. a blog. Yeah, still so let's online. jump into it. Let's talk internships. Mm -hmm. What can we start looking for? Maybe we're first years mm -hmm. uh, or maybe we've been in school for uh, a bit and internships. That's always that, you know, blinking light, I feel like, or at least it was for me. Right. What am I going to do? Is it going to be associated with hopefully my major? Mm -hmm. um, is it something that I've always wanted to try? Could mm -hmm. you speak to that? Sure. I think one of the best features of Capital University's location is that we are in the 14th largest metropolitan area in the country. Whoa. And what that means is that our students have access to this great learning laboratory outside the classroom. So we are the home of Ohio's state government. We have all sorts of 
Fortune 500 companies here in the area. We have a lot of entrepreneurial organizations here, um, ranging from small startups to very successful privately owned companies. And we also have a lot of nonprofits and social enterprises. So there is a huge range of types of internships that students can pursue. And I think the important thing for students to understand is that you don't have to know coming in the door exactly uh, what type of experience you are seeking when it comes to internships. The best advice I could offer students is to try to have a range of internship experiences while you're here. So you get exposure to different types of organizations. Now, uh, I want to like, what are the things that I should be thinking about in personal development as I'm Mm -hmm. looking for an internship? So I think to be competitive and looking for an internship, you need to start to think about building your resume from the very beginning of your university experience. So what does you, that look like? Yeah, it looks like becoming an involved student, um, getting involved in ways that can demonstrate your leadership, that can develop your ability to work in teams, where you develop your communication skills. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, sorority, fraternity. But that's not just the case, correct? No, we have all types of student organizations here on campus, ranging from political organizations to organizations affiliated with certain majors. Uh, We have service organizations. We have professional fraternities that are co-ed fraternities that are linked to a particular major or set of majors. So there's all different ways to get involved. Uh, And you can also seek employment as a student worker on campus. And that's another way to start to build your resume and develop some of those skills that will be interesting Um, to an employer when you go to look for an internship. How do you differentiate what should go on your resume and what shouldn't? I know, especially in the realm of being a student worker, because I am a student worker for Capital, but I do various different things. So how do I put that into a resume or fit everything that I do into one page of this paper where I can't put my personality in it via like sparkles? Because yeah, no. no one's gonna like that. Yeah, we don't. We don't usually have sparkle resumes, mm. but you, <laughs> you wanna, never know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but well, maybe for some some or just paths. colors. Yeah, they don't I like think, those. I cost you, money. No, that's true. <laughs> um, you may want to. I think you want to focus on your resume on um, the experiences that you've had that are related to the experiences that you want to have. So. If you want to work in an office environment, you'll want to highlight the type of experiences where you have worked in an office environment and worked with different um, tools in that office, like Microsoft Office, you know, tools like Excel. If you want to work in a broadcasting environment, you'll want to emphasize any of the specific technologies or software that you've used through a student engagement that you've had on campus um, in an organization or a class or part-time job. So Hmm. you might have like two or three or like a ton of resumes depending on the different avenues that you're exploring. Absolutely. Yeah. So given that you are likely going to try different paths while you're here, as you're discovering what you want to do when you graduate, you probably want to target your resumes in different directions. Something I found to be beneficial was to create a master resume that was about two and a half pages for me. And then every time I wanted to apply somewhere, whether it was grad school or an internship or an on-campus job, I just did a little snip snip for the elements that I have that I have under my belt that are relevant to that experience. Mm-hmm. Catered it to each. Exactly. Uh, no two w- resumes will be the same. Right. Huh. 
Congratulations, you're going to get better at typing. (laughs) (laughs) True. Hey, Cat Fam, I want you guys to know about something super, super important. It is Countdown to Cap. You got to save the date and join us for Countdown to Capital on Sunday, April 14th from 1 to 4 p.m. Come celebrate with us with a fun-filled day and meet new friends, connect with faculty, staff, and current students. Get the lay of the land and be part of the Cap Fam. If you're currently in the process of making your college decision, you could even quote unquote make it official and commit to the cat fam at the event by submitting your enrollment deposit in person if you've already submitted your enrollment deposit reserved your spot in this year's incoming class this event will be a great time to celebrate and anticipate all that is to come in your time on campus don't miss this opportunity to pay capital another visit learn more and register at www.capital.edu slash countdown. See you there. Uh, So I'm looking uh, at a survey that said that 43.5, I don't know why there's a 0.5 in there, but 43% of interns received a job offer at the end of their internship. So is that a factor? Of course. It's very common. It doesn't always happen, uh, but it, it, it does happen, and it also can um, be an experience that leads to lead to, leads to a lead that will introduce you to somebody that could provide employment. But it is very common for students to gain a full time offer of employment after they've completed an internship successfully. Hmm. It's also common for students to do an internship and decide this isn't what I want to do. <laughs> With my career path, what and that's an a, yeah. equally important learning. For it's students. very much uh, my action. My dad says that a lot, where he's like, "Oh, did you put it on the never again list?" <laughs> exactly. He's like, "That list is very important." Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, that list for me at thirty years old is very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, this is good. I uh, wanted to actually get a little off base. You you talked about capital being in a very unique position mm-hmm. in this cultural hub. That is Columbus. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many organizations here mm-hmm. that people don't think of. Just recently, I found out that um, I'm not going to get the name of the town right, but a, a town in Ohio is responsible for making all of the footballs for the Super Bowl. Oh wow! Hmm. Did you guys know that? No, I had no idea. For every Super Bowl, the the we Ohio is responsible, and I can't remember the town name. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me if you're a part of that town. But like, um, didn't know that Wendy's was headquartered Absolutely. here, uh, yeah. all the way to um, social science research giants that are like based mm-hmm. right here in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Can you think of any others? I, I'm just yeah. putting this out there. For physical sciences, Battelle is just down the street. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, OSU James um, Hospital is right there, um, which is very important for some of our nursing majors. Right. Just being right here in the hub of Columbus, clinicals. being able to do your clinicals and your practicum um, just by driving 10 minutes down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. Nationwide Children's is another great hospital network that we have here in Columbus. They also employ interns, not just on the medical side, but on the business side. So, or on the emerging media uh, and film side, they have interns working in their social media marketing area or in their philanthropy area. Uh, We've also got um, Nationwide Insurance here locally. We've got Scott's Miracle-Gro. 
Big Lots, their headquarters. Lots. Is yes. They actually yeah. just built a new headquarters. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's such a you know wonderful logistical miracle that is Ohio and Columbus. Mm-hmm. It's it's logistical, it's uh, cultural, and it's it's a really great place. And the music scene's sweet. Yeah, well, and and I also mentioned uh, sports. So we've had students intern with the um, Columbus Blue Jackets, oh, wow. with um, the Columbus Crew. I think it's not called that anymore. Crew SC, soccer club, the soccer club, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll uh, forgive you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a really you know there's just a wide range of industries. So I'm seeing some numbers here. Uh, one in three undergrads conducts research with their professors. So is that an important uh, element of, of having those relationships? With absolutely. Your- absolutely. So I'm on my second round of research with one of my faculty members. And this time I am studying the linguistic differences between the Spanish spoken in Europe and the Spanish that's spoken here in the Americas. Um, which I may be one of the five people in the world interested in this topic, but it's something that does interest me. And I will be presenting my results of this research at our undergraduate symposium um, in the spring. Oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. yeah. Do we, uh, we want to go into traveling and what that looks like? Because mm-hmm. that is in an internship, so to speak, but <laughs> a, an entirely different learning uh, element. I'd love to talk about that. So tell me, tell me about your experience and then let's get into, uh, what we should consider if we're considering traveling abroad. Absolutely. So something that I really love about capital is that I've never been encouraged just to be in my comfort zone. Hmm. I've always been pushed into something that I've never experienced before and something that many, um, first generation students, people who have just arrived at a full fledged university, have never experienced is studying abroad or even traveling abroad. So from the first day I set foot on campus, I knew I wanted to be one of those students that does something out of the country. Um, And because I took Spanish classes in high school, I decided to major in it at Capital University. Um, And the best thing that I have done was to go that extra mile, or well, those extra 4,000 miles, <laughs> miles. There it is. <laughs> um, to pick up my life and move to Barcelona for a semester. Wow. Um, where I studied at the Universitat de Barcelona, um, taking classes in everything from film to literature to just Spanish grammar um, and traveling all throughout Europe and just gaining that sense of independence that I think is absolutely critical um, hmm. for us at this point in our lives. Mm-hmm. Meaning... Uh, the college experience, one of the key things that you should take away, not just your major, mm-hmm. not just the friends and the faculty members and, and all that, is a life lesson, mm-hmm. self-sufficiency, traveling. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Being I, alone with your own thoughts <laughs> in a strange country. <laughs> yes, being 4,000 miles away from everything you've ever known and everyone you've ever known and seen is an entirely different experience um, and I'm so glad that Capital pushed me into it um, because now I'm moving back to Spain after I graduate. Could you uh, explain a little bit about like what that push looked like? Mm-hmm. I mean, did they literally take you, drop you off in a shipping <laughs> container? And they're like, goodbye. <laughs> Not quite the shipping container. Okay, okay. I didn't know. But every class I took, um, especially in the world languages and cultures department, was where and when are you going to study abroad? Um, my huh. academic advisor in my communication department also said, so were you going to do anything about cross-cultural communication? 
Um, so the implications of study abroad resonates within every academic discipline, um, whether it's a communication related or uh, studying the language itself. Um, there, there's no end to the benefit. Yeah. Um, can we just ask if, uh, you know, John Honecker's coming in as a first year and he's like, man, I really like traveling. I think, I think I like traveling. I've been to Kentucky, you know, or, or something. Um, what would you say to first year Seth of, Hey, you're going to travel and it's going to be a life changing experience. What would you say to that? that person or maybe someone who's not even thinking about traveling and they need to consider this. Mm-hmm. It's a if, big loaded question. <laughs> that is right? a very large question. I think I would tell myself to get started in the process a little bit earlier um, because I didn't even talk to our center for global education until this semester before I hopped on a plane. Whoa. Um, so th- I was in a bit of a time crunch, Yeah, but that um, speaks to the benefit of a small private university like Capital, where you can um, you have a closer relationship with the faculty and staff. So you can, um, even though it's not recommended, <laughs> you can um, work your way through some of these more difficult situations where you would get lost in the masses at a much larger university. I think it's also important to know that we really work with the student to help identify how the classes they take on their study abroad experience will transfer back to capital and satisfy requirements in their degree program or in our signature learning program. So it's not like that study abroad semester is going to extend the amount of time that it takes them to graduate. Hmm. We, I think as a, one benefit as a private institution that has those closer relationships between faculty and students is that we are able to work with the student to sort of customize their experience so that that study abroad fits in to their major requirements. That's huge. Can I just speak to study abroad as a concept and something Mm -hmm. that I regret not participating when I was here at Capitol? I think the college experience, you talked about self-sufficiency. We uh, actually off air, we're just talking about the things you learn, like the takeaways from college experience, from the university experience. Mm -hmm. And I love that you mentioned self-sufficiency, but it's such a pivotal time in, in, uh, everyone's life where you're, you're questioning a lot of things and you're learning a lot of things. And one of the best environments to be open to is a new culture, Mm -hmm. a completely Mm -hmm. different culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that happened with your experience and, man, I just, I'm regretting Mm -hmm. like my choices of like, man, a semester abroad would have been really eye opening. Mm -hmm. But for students like that, who don't think it's a possibility or it isn't a possibility to study abroad for me, I'm so involved on campus. I can't imagine taking a semester away from it. How, how do students like that still get those opportunities to experience other cultures to learn without boundaries. Mm -hmm. Can that still be an option? Absolutely. Um, So my study away experience was a full semester. We also offer week-long programs, and a lot of those tie directly into a course or um, they are faculty-led programs. Uh, For example, the nursing department um, usually spends spring break somewhere in the Caribbean, shadowing pop-up <laughs> health clinics um, and learning about healthcare in a different country. That's amazing. Um, which is another way to reflect on things you know, that we've always known for the last 
18 to 20 years of our lives. Right. Um, I actually led a 10-day study abroad that happened right at the end of the spring semester a couple of years ago. And I took a group of about 12 students and we went to London and Paris. Uh, and it was a very structured uh, tour and had a lot of educational components, but it wasn't for credit. So it was it was an opportunity for students to have a, an experience that wasn't um, an entire semester, but still gave them a taste of that experience of learning a new culture or interacting with people from another culture. I think even on our own campus, though, mm-hmm. you can experience that. We have uh, a decent percentage of international students, and there is an international student association that has events on campus. Uh, there's an Asian student alliance on campus that I attended um, a, a celebration that they put on every year, and I learned a lot about um the culture from that experience. So I think just interacting with people from diverse backgrounds on mm-hmm. our campus. That's huge. A little larger than our campus, but a little smaller than the globe. Uh, Columbus also is home to a number of festivals over the summer um, yes, that have so many different um, orientations, if you will. So whether it's the Caribbean Festival, the Festival Latino, um, the, the list goes on and on. Um, basically, if you're in Columbus on a weekend, you're going to one of the festivals downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, also, after I came back from my experience abroad, I became an English as a second language tutor or teacher to a class of about 20 recent immigrants to mm-hmm. the Columbus area. Um, so I do that two nights a week. Um, and that was another way to learn and hear from people from well, mostly South America um, for my class because I conduct it in Spanish. But... It, the different That's things awesome. that you learn um, from people who come from a background so different from your own, um, you realize that it's not really that different. That is so great. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about numbers of internship sites? Mm-hmm. You don't know? Do you want to take a guess? I'm going to guess over 700. 750. Oh, over nice. 750. Yeah. And counting. That's, That's great. Huge. An insane amount. Uh, and then uh, 160, more than 160 community partnerships. Can we mm-hmm. talk about community partnerships? What does that look like? So that looks like an opportunity to do what we call service learning or community-based education. And um, those are organizations, typically uh, nonprofit organizations that we partner with for students to have experiences where they are uh, making a difference in the lives of uh, people in communities in central Ohio, but also learning through that experience. Right. So it might be um, partnering with a community organization to sponsor an event or to do, for example, like the, the language tutoring that Seth was talking about. Um, my colleague, Stephanie Gray Wilson, um, is going to be talking about that more in another episode of the podcast. Yes, she will. (laughs) Um, so I think that's another great opportunity to get involved with diverse communities is to get engaged with, um, community-based education. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And the opportunities to do that is very easy, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. to be able to. Yeah. I'm speaking from someone who is a conservatory major, so mm-hmm. we were very, 
We really like to just stick around the conservatory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hard to get out, but these opportunities are literally just a few steps away. Well, and sometimes we bring them into your classroom. So you'll be in a class, but you'll be working on a project with a community partner or with a local small business where you will be producing a product or a piece of literature or a promotional campaign for an organization. And that becomes that first connection Mm -hmm. to the community partner or to the company. That's fantastic. Hey, we're so glad that you spent time with us today on Cap Chat. I wanted to give you a quick update on something you should be aware of if you are coming to Capital in 2019. The Capital University Class of 2023 Facebook group is an exclusive hub for admitted and committed Capital students. Is that you? We know that you all are super excited to meet your future classmates, so you should join the conversation by introducing yourself and learning more about the individuals you will learn with, grow with, and even maybe lead alongside. Come on, who says that CapFam has to wait until summer orientation? If you're an accepted Capital student, you should go ahead and search Capital University Class of 2023 on Facebook and submit your request to join today. You can also contact your Capital Admission Counselor who can send you a link to join. See you on the Class of 2023 Facebook group. It seems like there's this pattern of networking is really important, of just getting to know people and building those relationships because then they'll be like, oh, here's something that might be a good fit for you and that relationship. And how do you think capital is a good place for that? I think I think it's all part of the cap fam. So I think part of the network are alum that want to continue to participate in the life of the institution. And so that cap fam uh, component is really strong with people coming back to continue to participate in the university. I think it's because um, we are known as a good community partner in central Ohio and that our students are really appreciated for the good work that they do with local organizations. So, you know, there it offers organizations an opportunity to get young professionals in a variety of fields and bring that knowledge into their organizations um, in a, you know, frankly, pretty cost-effective way. So I think we've just built a reputation of having strong students and strong faculty that can really make a difference in the community. That's fantastic. (laughs) And if I can speak to the cost-effective parts a little bit more. Yeah, I'm curious about that. (laughs) Since we are a small private liberal arts university, we have tons of scholarships and some that just pop out out of nowhere and they're credited to your account and you're like oh thank you um <laughs> i've definitely experienced that too I was like, what's this that's awesome right five hundred dollars yeah i'll take that yeah but because of well who we are um we truly value the students who are motivated to do something and we have a soft spot for the students who don't necessarily have the means to do that type of thing mm-hmm. um and i'm a perfect example of that i'm the first person in my family to head off to a um, institution of higher education. Wow. Um, So, and I come from a tiny village of 700 people. Um, Yeah, so that's fun. Columbus is a lot better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, part of the the conversation is just expressing that need. um, And then someone's going to answer that, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's for a study abroad experience or um, just being able to come to Capital University um, as an institution Um, There's a lot of money back there if you have the confidence to ask. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. So uh, what would be some closing thoughts? The, the, the 
you need to take this away. If, if our listeners are listening to this and they're thinking about uh, internships, uh, studying abroad, any of those kinds of things, what would you want them to take away and make sure that they know? I guess I'll start. I, I think I would say that there is a wealth of learning opportunities to take advantage of at Capital. And if you only take advantage of the learning opportunities that happen inside the classroom that you're missing out mm-hmm. uh, because some of the richest, most um, transformative experiences like study abroad, like Seth mm-hmm. experienced or like an internship that, you know, really convinces you that this is what my purpose is in the world if you don't do those things, you will not have as rich and beneficial of an experience as, as students who take advantage of those opportunities. It's huge. Anyone can do it. You can do it. I can do it. And it's never too late to do it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm, you're Sorry. emotional. I feel I'm so motivated to go out and do That's stuff now. Great. I mean, you you came from a town of seven hundred people, and then and you, the first person in your fam- in your family to go to a four year institution, mm-hmm. went and studied abroad in Spain, and mm-hmm. now you're going back there to mm-hmm. pursue graduate education. I mean, if that's mm-hmm. not life change, I don't know <laughs> what is. So. Do you have a film crew following your life? As, I should, yeah, yeah. I really should. Really I'm should. kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> see. <laughs> Maybe well, we'll <laughs> thank you guys so much for coming onto the show. I really appreciate your insight and sharing uh, really cool things that, frankly, uh, I'm having a little bit of FOMO about my previous uh, college experience. So thank you guys. And uh, if you're listening and you're enjoying this, please subscribe. Hit up all the social channels, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and then uh, we're going to talk more about these um, we learning, uh, we learning. I need to learn. We learn without <laughs> boundaries. Thanks, co-host. I appreciate Absolutely. it. It's going to be awesome. Join us for more episodes. Thank you again for joining us. Thank All you. right. Thank you, John. Thanks. Thank you, Mary Claire. This has been Cap Chat, the show that connects you to the faces, voices, and stories of Cap Fam. We help you tap into Cap Fam, the network of thousands working together to help each other succeed.